11, let me remind you that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So we always, I always tell stories and I wanna hear stories from you too because that's how we overcome despair, love defeats hate, and life rises out of death. That's how we find those things out. We should also encourage one another to do and do good deeds. Hopefully you will find connections here very quickly at Metro. And you should purpose in your heart that you're gonna do good to your brothers and sisters, your new brothers and sisters. Uh, my husband and I were talking about this. I woke up three o'clock in the morning and wrote this down. And uh, I was telling him, I said, God was talking to me about the family. And I said, when you get a new baby, he said, yeah, I know what happened. You got to go get the bottle and go get the diaper and go get this, you know, the, the older ones are taking care of the uh, 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 younger ones and stuff. And at first, if you do it, if you overdo it, they, the older ones are gonna hate the baby, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but if you spread it out and and everyone has a leader and everyone has a connection then we're able to take care of our young ones okay so but we should do good deeds find somebody this week I'll give you a homework assignment find somebody this week in your connection group and do something good for them all right Ephesians 2.10 says, Paul reminds us that we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That's one of the things that we were created for. That was Ephesians 2 and 10. Nani's going to put it up there. All right? Uh, long years ago, I'll tell you, I put on here to tell you this story. Long years ago, my sister-in-law, I have a baby brother. When I, when I was uh, 16, I, I was raised an only child, but when I was 16, I begged and pleaded my mom and dad, please can I have a brother or sister, please. And she was like, well, I've seen those commercials and I guess we throw away enough food to feed another child. That's, how my, that's what my mom said. We saw a commercial where they put a, a net over the top of baby cribs so the children couldn't get out and it hurt her so. So we ended up adopting Kevin. So I have, I mean, yeah, Kevin. So I have a brother that's 16 years apart, and then when I was 20, my mother said, something is wrong. I, I, uh, I need to go to the doctor. And he said, the doctor said, well, one of two things, either you have cancer or you're pregnant. She was like, either one, I'm gonna die. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was 20 and she was having a baby. It was my brother. So wow. that brother followed me all the way to, we, we grew up in California. That brother followed me to Georgia and he went to Georgia, Georgia Southern on a baseball scholarship and got hurt the first year when he got there. But he decided to stay here and he married a beautiful lady. And there were times like this when I was teaching and she came through my my um, class and I was talking about miracles and she said I've never seen a miracle and she said but I want I really want to see a miracle and the next week she came back and she said 
You know, I work in neurology. She's the head nurse on the floor for neurology. I don't think Val's ever heard this. And she said, you know, um, um, you told us to pray for people and to lay our hands on them. And, she's, and I told her, but you need to be wise because you're a nurse and you can't be going in there and hit a messiah and laying hands on people, they believe you gonna lose your job, honey. So she said, you know, but I have to take their vitals. And I said, yes, and you're touching them. Mm -hmm. And there, you're watching the clock, but while you're doing that, you can be praying for them. She's like, like got it, she's so smart, I mean, quick. So that next week she came in and she said, you know, I went and took the vitals of this man who's been in a coma for a month. And I prayed for him, like you said. And she said, he woke up. She oh, said, wow. is that a miracle? I was like, yes, Angela, oh my God. <laughs> Blew wow. her away. But wow. she's so soft-spoken mm -hmm. and so gentle. And she's a perfect person to work in neurology. She not like me, loud and <laughs> I would have tore that hospital room up. Yes, because a man woke up out of a coma. Oh my God. And I, but with Angela, I, I was just like, yes, Angela, that was a miracle. Yes, because after a month, they start to try to deem whether they should like keep you. Yeah, baby. So that's amazing. So she is still the head nurse in neurology, and she prays all the time for people. So all of us have a place and a calling and giftings, and we're gonna learn about those things later on down the road, but God wants you to be about your father's business, all right? So, let's see. Paul reminds us that we are God's handiwork, created in, in Jesus Christ to do good works. The community of faith is the place where we receive our call to ministry not just to the to a pulpit <laughs> most people say well i'm not called to ministry yes you are you are called to ministry wherever you are write this down your location then start location your vocation is your location yes you're right your vocation no your occupation, there we go, sorry. It starts with occupation. Your occupation, in other words, what you do in life, where you work, what your responsibilities are, your occupation is the location of your vocation. Meaning, your vocation to me means what you are called to do. So again, your occupation, what you do, what you're called, um, what, what you're, where you're working, where you make money, what your passion is, all right, is the location. That's where this is supposed to be happening, of your vocation. And now some of you have just come to a major realization. I'm in the wrong place. Some of you may be like a lot of young people who your parents chose your vocation. You need to find out where 
your vocation is, what are you called to do, and what are you passionate about in Christ? Not just for a job. Do you understand? Like, I've been selling chicken <coughs> and it's like I love people and I love to help but it's like I, w I feel like God has more for me to do but it's just like when I apply for other things it don't come to pass but as soon as I apply for chicken or work for a chicken place I get it so it's like, I'm not sure where God okay. wants me to be alright I need you to talk to your leader about skill sets skill sets. I need you to find out where should you begin to train to be able to get in a better position to serve the Lord. You're welcome. There is no other place <coughs> this happens but in the assembly of God. He encourages us to do one another things. And the, this is the only place. You're, you're in a training ground. You're going to find out how to do the ministry of one another. I call it. This is why you must commit to the assembly on Sunday at 10 o'clock. Because as you can see, it's not just a place where you come and we do praise and worship. All kinds of stuff happens in church. All kinds of people get ministered to. There are prophetic gifts in the house. You may get a word from someone. Someone, if you go to the altar, and, and let me just say this, never be ashamed or think that you have arrived enough to, go to, the, to not go to the altar. Even I, I am 72 years old. I've been in Christ since I was 12. I was converted when I was 20. And I say saved when I was 12 because my parents introduced me to Jesus, but I didn't live or was converted to Christ until I was 20. And that's when my husband and I moved to Germany and that's when my life really began in him. But um, <clears throat> I committed my life then I began to serve the Lord, I began to be faithful, all of those things, and you are in that same place. A lot of you have been in Christ for a long time, but some of you can say, this is the first time that you have been converted, all right? And you've started on a pathway. <clears throat> but I need you from this day forward to commit that you will be faithful to weekly celebration. I was going to say somebody while you're at the altar may come up behind you and pray a prayer and you'd be like, how in the world did they know what I was going through? <laughs> have, have any of you had anybody pray for you and they like, she must have been in my bedroom last night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's all kinds of help around you. 
And um, we are trained, and they started just like this, right in small classes and small groups. Um, and we expect you to do the exact same thing, to learn and grow and do just like what Sheba said. Uh-huh. I went through detox with pumpkin, and now she's teaching the class. That's exactly what we expect you to do. Because you know what? We expect thousands to come. We expect multiple services. And we can't do it by ourselves. That means you guys are going to have to grow and become a part of the community to help. But you can't do that unless you have grown yourself and gone through some things and become a part of the, a part of the community. So find out what it is that you're supposed to do. Keep asking, like Latrice. If you're stuck, ask your leader. Talk to her. There's a, something that we're going to give you down the road, too. It's called a DISC test, D-I-S-C. And it will let us know where your passions are and where your skills are. And some of you will find out that you're in maybe the wrong, not wrong necessarily, but a profession that when you discover what really you're better at, you might want to switch to and that you're passionate about and that you would love. How many of you hate going to your job? Anybody? Oh my God, okay. So it may be that you're just in the wrong place, all right? So you need help to find out where your place really is. Um, gathering as a community is, ne is necessary and essential for your spiritual lives. There is no way around this biblical fact. Don't let anybody talk you out of, oh, I'm, I'm grown now, honey. I don't need the body. <laughs> I've learned, I've been through that. You'll find out that we, that re, we repeat ourselves, too, a lot. You know why? Because Jesus repeated himself. Let me teach you a quick little principle. When Jesus taught he said, take up my yoke, take my yoke upon me, and me uh, you, and learn of me. When he said learn, and when he said uh, um, learn, he meant learn how to do it, not just learn it intellectually. I don't know that you know it until you can do it. And that is a principle of Jesus. A lot of people know it, but they don't do it. They say, I'm a Christian, but their lives don't show it. You understand? So I want to know if you know it. Does your life show it? Is the real deal. Let us is a doctrine of the Christ-like church. So again, your assignment is find someone in your connection group and do something good for them. Do a good deed. And the last thing I want to talk, tell you is our life in Christ is to be a constant movement towards Jesus. Mm -hmm. From glory to glory, you're supposed to be changing. 
You're supposed to be dropping off things that are weights and distractions and all of that. And eventually, you're going to be running. And you're going to have somebody following you. That is the goal. There is never a moment where your faith is complete, where there is no more need for transformation and growth. That day will never be until we see him. And then that the scripture says we'll be complete. We will know him as we are known. Then your training, guess what, will just begin because when you get to heaven, you got something to do. You're not going to be sitting around on the clouds strumming a little heart, honey. You're going to have stuff to do. And do you know that the stuff to do is going to be uh, dependent on how you did here? The, the, the scripture talks about some of us will rule cities. Did you know that? What? Me? Yes. Yes. But it depends on how faithful you've been, how well you've learned the lessons here. You're going to find out all kinds of wonderful things. You fit somewhere. You are not an arm that survives alone and has no connection. It would be pretty weird if I brought an arm and cut it off and sit it right there. You'd be like, what? kind of class is this with the blood running out of it, right? Just like the human body, the parts cannot survive disconnected. So I need you every week to be in the assembly. I got two and a half minutes. Some of the benefits of the assembly. Miracles happen in, in the assembly. Healing happens. Feeding the 5,000 happened when all of them were together. You get inspiration. Men and women give to your bosom in the assembly. That's what happens. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of return. Oh, yeah, I just wrote that little note down for all of you generous ones. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of return. Yeah, so if you give really big, guess what? It'll come back really big. Mm -hmm. That's right. So that's why we give something to someone every day. You get what you need in the assembly. You get nourishment. You get health. Blood rushes to an area that is hurt. The same thing happens here in the body. This week, we got a call saying that Lysandra's ex-husband was in the hospital, and they lost him. And so that whole connection group is now, they went into action, and they started transportation, food, uh, whatever they needed, whatever that family needed. They started rushing to her aid. She will not have to worry about a lot of things around her because she has a small group that will rush just like the blood rushes to a cut. We built the ministry like this because we believe that it is the way that Jesus built the ministry. 
Any questions? Any comments? Latrice can't talk and Nefertiri can't talk. <laughs> Someone else, I need a comment. What did you learn? Uh, you need a question. That you never heard or that you got clarity on or it's like, oh yeah, I didn't know that quite like that and I hadn't heard that like that. What did you learn? Yes. Yes. Good. Your leader taught you well, because you missed that lesson, and I told her, catch her up. And she did. Good. Okay, good. Absolutely, you are correct. Early in the morning, that's when Jesus prayed. It's our pattern. Yes, ma'am. Good, good. Yes. Good. Absolutely. Oh, she's in your connection group. She was in. Oh, great. I understand. So I'm glad they know. So I'm glad that they know. So I'm sad I cried. I understand. So Shiva has also been in my prayers for a long time because now she kind of, she tells me, she and me, she's like, you're not going to see everything right away. Right. This so is a walk. Yes. Yeah. So I'm now a journey. Being uncomfortable. Yes. It's okay. We've all been there. How about that? And, and guess what? None of us are perfect. None of us have arrived, but we're all on the same road. So yes, be comforted. And I'm so proud of your leader that she caught you up and that that was a thing. That's probably why the enemy fights you. You're going to be a mighty warrior. And so he fights you along the way to get your foundation and your footing right. So keep pressing. I'm so proud of you this week. She had uh, a... Uh, um, trouble with the car it didn't start. So did he fix it? He fixed the starter? He, uh, the car was going to go real mechanic. What he did okay. was he jumped in yeah. and yeah. kind of <laughs> gave me a crowbar to take with me. So then oh, it stopped oh, again. You have to hit it yeah. real hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're finished. Thank you very much. Val, you can turn this off, please. So your brother.